1: Okay, we have a lot to get into today. First, we are going to sit down and have a little chat with Miss Leva Bonaparte. Is everyone excited for season eight of Southern Charm? It's here. We love it. So we're going to sit down and chat with Leva. Then when we are done, we're going to have a little review of what I think of Southern Charm so far, and then we're going to share an older episode that we did about a two years ago with Miss Landon Clements. Let's do some like blast from the past of Southern Charm. So, but the main attraction, she's here. Second season from Miss Leva. Stay tuned. We're going to chat with Miss Leva Bonaparte. Southern Charm season eight, guys. It's here. Hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Miss Leva Bonaparte. Uh, Hi, hi. As I lose my voice, how are you? Welcome. Southern Charm season eight. Well, thank you for being here. I mean, it's your second season Leva. Yes. Crazy. It's crazy, right? How was this season different for you?
2: Oh, it's so different. I mean, it's so different on on every level. Um, obviously, you know, last year was like in. I almost say, insane. I hate using that word, but it was just, it was wild. It was a wild ride. It was like we're up, we're out, we're filming, we're not, we're down. Oh, it's COVID. Oh, wait, just kidding, not COVID. Oh, wait, yes, COVID. You know, like it was, it was a lot. And then <clears throat> it was so like we only saw each other. So we're sitting in this like six people radius and having these arguments again and again, and then everyone's stressed out and nobody really is able to, everyone was just so, it was such a weird year last year. And then this year we're coming off of COVID. So, you know, I'm coming in thinking like, live our best lives. We're all going to get along. I'm so happy. Also, probably not being fully aware of like how stressed out I am because I'm just trying to live my best life, but also like recalibrating to being out with friends. Like I remember Catherine's party. I was like, whoa, this is a lot of people, you know, because we hadn't, you know, really been around uh, a ton of people or like just public places being open and then recalibrating to like friendships in real life. You know, like, what do you say? How do you just like hugging so many people? Like it was all just, it's weird. I think nobody um, took stock of that. And so I think all of us, Like, sort of recalibrating to all that and going back to work and, you know, getting our businesses back together and then seeing friends we hadn't seen in a long time with all these new life changes. So, new boyfriends, breakups, makeups, moving, like coming back to town. It was like a lot. It was a lot.
1: That is a lot. You know, I mean, sometimes people come into reality TV their first season not really knowing what to expect. And then, you know, they go away and they kind of are like, I get it. You know, I get how these OGs play the game. Like, okay. Like, did you come back and like, feel like a different person just having gone through the experience and knowing how certain people are?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I did. And I didn't like, I, you know, and it's funny because a lot of people ask me like, why I don't feel like I I play the game. I feel like I don't have the bandwidth to play the game. Like, I'm just like, I am too tired in like real life to even figure out what your stupid plan is. Like, all I know is I don't like what you said, or I don't think you're being nice or, Hey, let's just be friends. This doesn't matter. Or like, let's have a good time. You know? So I do think that there's a lot of, um, and it's funny because I get accused of like being agenda driven or being whatever, but I'm like, I really don't have time, bro. Like I am so I'm running here. Like the fact that I can even have some social time is like a big deal. So I certainly do not have time to think about what I'm how I'm going to to maneuver my social experience. So I do think that the only thing I came in knowing is just that, you know, at the end of the day, this is going to be like a synopsis of who I am. And I just have to accept that. That was, it was difficult for me to digest that last year because I wanted to give context and I wanted to give the rest of the conversation and, you know, well, okay, I clearly I'm an overtalker. So, you know, like, I want you guys to know all the bits and pieces and, and just, you know going through it and being like, okay, well, they're going to hear it's a 45 minute episode. And we filmed quite a bit at this party and they're going to just hear parts of it. And, you know, hopefully people will be conscious of that. So that was more what I went in thinking, you know, which I think maybe made me a little bit even more myself,
1: maybe. Why do you Um, think there's that disconnect of, you know, like you said, you're busy, you're running restaurants, which we'll get into in a second. Like you have a real day job, you know, and you are just being yourself. And then people are accusing you of like maybe playing the game or having some agenda behind the scenes.
2: Yeah, I don't. It's, it's funny because I do think that some people have the time to do that. And I just don't, I'm either like, I like you or I don't, or I'm invested in you or like, we can be cool, but I'm not invested in you. You know, like, I, I don't care what you, you say unless it's like something that needs to be checked, but essentially like you make different decisions than I do, but the, the group's a lot younger than me, you know, like they're in their early thirties and I'm in my, you know, almost in my mid forties. So it's, it's just a different life space. So, um, I genuinely, the ones that are my friends, I genuinely see them as my friends. And so I don't really have a game plan, but somehow people always, um, I don't know. I think people just seem to think that I have one and I'm like, I'm really not here to like compete with you or do whatever, or, um, have an agenda. Like I'm, I think I've always shown you that I'm genuinely my friend, but I think that they get, I I have a temper. So like, if I get pissed off, I, I say shit, I don't know. I'm working on it. Um, and I'm a little bossy, you know, like we all know this. Um, I didn't get here by mistake. So I think that sometimes they think those things are planned, but I'm like, <laughs> I wish they were planned because those things that come out of my mouth are like the most unplanned um, version of me. So, well, listen, know. at the end
1: of the season, you know, people noticed on social media you unfollowed Catherine and Craig and Austin and Madison mm-hmm. and Paige to Sorbo. So I guess we're mm-hmm. going to see some drama this season on Southern Charm, which we could also see from the trailer and yeah. what we've seen so far. Yeah.
2: I think you're going to see drama the entire season, not even just the last episode. I think by then I had just grown tired of a few things. And it was like, I didn't think any blogger was going to pick that up. I did that for my personal like mental health. Cause I was just like, I am tired of these games, you know, like I'm just trying to talk about my feelings and I don't, I just don't like um, my biggest pet peeve is like when five people, like let's say three people are angry at one person and then three other people pile on. I'm like, is that really, is that really necessary? Cause like, I will stand in defending a person I don't even agree with if like five people are up against them. You know what I mean? Cause I just, I don't maneuver that way. So to me, I think um, sometimes that group can do that. And I don't know if it's just like a maturity thing or what it is, but I was, that's one thing that I was just like, all right, I just need a little, I need a little space. I don't need to like your selfies right now. I need a little space from your face.
1: Well, welcome to the Bravo fandom. They notice everything, Lava. So there you go. Ow. (laughs) What about, you know, you are a happily married woman. Shout out to Lamar. Like we have a lot of relationships here. You know, we know that like Catherine and Caleb are no longer together. You know, it seems from the trailer that Olivia is with Austin. Paige has made her entrance. Naomi's back in town. Mm -hmm. Shep is with, you know, what do you, who, who do you think needs the most help from you as a happily married woman? Which are your castmates or just one or two that could really use some relationship advice from Leva?
2: Um, I don't think any of them are like there yet. They're not into, they're not in the deep waters, any of them, you know what I mean? They're like in honeymoon stage. So, you know, maybe in three years, like, you know, my relationship is like over a decade old or whatever. Like, so, maybe when the real stuff hits not the petty arguments or the silly stuff yeah i definitely do think that i i give shep and taylor some advice because i do think there are um there's some sides of shep that are like sort of similar to me where he's he's maybe a little tortures himself a little bit kind of a little bit hard on himself and then he ends up projecting it onto taylor um so we, we talk, I think you guys will see a little bit of that where, where I I talked to Shep about it and, you know, Shep, Shep can also be, he's kind of like a proud guy and he can, he can get in his own way a little bit. And I do that a lot in my relationship where I'm like, oh, you know Um, but he has such a good heart and I genuinely think he really, really, really loves her. Um, But I did think that that was just like a personality thing where we, we met on that and people really like, are hard on Taylor, but I also see what Taylor is. I see Taylor's side of it too, you know, where she's just like, I love him and I know he doesn't mean this or mean that or, you know, so I think that I, I connected with them a little bit um, this year, but none of them are in those deep waters yet for those kind of conversations. They're like taking selfies and traveling the world and like having fun, being cute. Like it's not there. Maybe because
1: they're younger and maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. (laughs) what about, you know, we see from the trailer, like, you know, it seems like things get tense, like even like physical between like Craig and I mean, Austin and then Austin and Shep, like, how did you react to that?
2: Um, so I always say like the boys just, you know, they go from like having a great time, like doing some sort of activity to like, whoa, grumpy men, like grumpy old men just like bitter at each other. And then it gets like really intense with them. And like, You'll see us girls. It's just like I'm just gonna stay out of their way, cause they're and then they end up like resolving it. They're just a, those three are weird. They're like a throuple. Like, they're just literally like love one day, hate one day. They fight so hard. They're a very like toxic throuple. I think the three of them, and so we just stay out of their way. And you never know when that fight is coming with those boys, cause they could be like fishing or doing something like, oh yeah, it's so fun. We're having so much fun, and then like two seconds, it's just like. Flips the switch and the girls are like, What? Meanwhile, we'll be stewing for hours and finally somebody says something. And then we argue for hours and months. And like them, it's just they flip a switch and then they like go back to like riding home together from the and trip. They're, they're best friends after. Yeah.
1: Well, look, I can't wait to watch this season of Southern Charm, but I also have to say, you know, congratulations. I mean, Southern Charm Level Land, we've announced this spinoff, which is coming. I mean, that's got to be exciting. I mean, I know we're way ahead of ourselves, but. That's yeah, pretty big feat for like your second season on this show.
2: Yeah, it really is. Um, and it, it's it's kudos to like my cast, you know, like they're just really, really interesting kids with interesting lives and interesting stories. And they're young and I'm so proud of them for being like as transparent as they are. And I think you're going to see stories you've never seen on Bravo, which I'm proud of Bravo for covering them. um, I think you're going to see, you know, the side of Charleston, like we're a hospitality city, you know, and you don't, you don't see that on Southern charm and a ton of people are making their living that way. And it's a ton of young people who are just making a killing working three days a week and then partying for three days a week and kind of living the most fabulous life you, you wish you could live. You know what I mean? They're 23 and making bank and then three days work, three days to loom, three days work, three days, a mansion, three days work, three days, like magazine photo shoot. Cause they're just that hot. You know what I mean? And then they have so much history, like, you know, worked for me for so long. Some are newer some are like, you know, literally been with me since for seven, eight years, you know, and then they also have their own histories. Like they went to school together or they used to date and you know, now they don't or whatever. So you'll just catch all of that. It's a lot and I'm really proud of it. And I think it'll be, I think it's going to knock everyone's socks off.
1: I can't wait. I mean, listen, Vanderpump Rules is one of the most successful shows on Bravo ever. You know, have you heard from Lisa Vanderpump? Have you heard from Candy Burris? You know?
2: I haven't. I admire them both. I think they're both like literally icons. Um, but I think we're all doing like a different, a different thing you know and so i I definitely think like they're it's definitely like an like an ocu soap like it's an occupation based you know show or whatever you want to call it Ocu, occupation I don't know if it's a soap or docu whatever anyway but it's it's an occupational based show um but you know my relationship with them is so different than let's say Candy's and her staff or Lisa and her staff I certainly am not you know either one of them but no I haven't heard from them um yeah, but i hope that like maybe i'll see them at BravoCon and um yeah i look up to them they built some some you know candy's built like an empire and, and so is lisa so the two of them are you know we
1: love them what do you want people to take away from this season of southern charm as they watch like from you you know like what do you think people are going to see from you having it be a different season
2: um i think you'll just see a lot more of you know i think that uh everyone sort of is like, you know, I would always get that question of like, how do you do it all? And like the business and the family and the, you know, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I have really bad days and I really do crumble a lot. And, and this new normal of life with like no boundaries. It's like, I'm in my kids, my kids playroom and I'm doing a zoom. And like, there's just like, what's work, what's home, what's, you know, I'm on my phone. Um, I think I struggle a lot with boundaries. I think I, and I, and I know that I struggle a lot with anxiety. And so I think you'll see a lot of that. I, I wanted to keep it real for everyone just trying to like do their best because I'm trying to do my best, but I really do have days where I'm like, help me, you know, like somebody like a, like a licensed person, like help me figure out why I'm like, you know, why, why am I reacting this way or why am I, so stressed out or what, what is like, take the weight off my chest. You know, I think I we all it. have. I know? get it. We're
1: all human. Right. Well, as yeah. we wrap up, I mean, you initially, you know, came into this friend group, like you were introduced, like through cam, like, you know, and then yeah. I know she wasn't part of the show last year. Like when it, when you have those days and like all this drama starts and you're unfollowing people, like, do you ever say like, I wish cam was here. Like, do you guys still, still keep in touch? Like, and it seemed like you had a pretty tight bond
2: we did. We had a really, um, a very, very tight bond for like, I think short of like a decade. But then when, um, when I joined the show, it sort of got a little awkward because I know she didn't want to know anything about the show. And, um, I think it was a hard time for her and it's kind of hard to not talk about the show with your friends because it's like kind of your life and it's very real. So it's like, I don't know. It so it became an a little sore point for i think for our friendship because it's like how do we now rebuild this thing but keep this part out of it you know what i mean um yeah i see her uh obviously on social media and stuff and we're we're friendly and stuff like that and we live on very opposite ends of town too so once she moved to the other end of town it's been difficult to see her but no i i've so essentially yes i i knew them through cam but like they've been coming into my spots for 10 years and I've just known them socially. So I can't even fault her on it. (laughs) It's more like, why did I open these like spaces? And I see them all the time. And, uh, but no, I'm at the end of the day, it's like, I'm still, they're all good hearted people. And, you know, I'm, I'm still grateful for, for most of them. And, uh, and, you know, I love Olivia and I love Naomi and I love Taylor and, you know, so those in the girl group, like the girl factor, those girls are really, really good good humans.
1: And and we're going to see it all play out as we watch every season, every scene. I mean, I'm so happy the show is back. I'm so glad you're a part of it. Like, you know, thank you for chatting. I can't wait to see how this season plays out for you.
2: I think it's going to be one of the best you guys have seen. No one's holding back. So I think it's going to be good.
1: I can't wait. All of that being cooped up with COVID. So I really (laughs) appreciate your time and like congratulations on everything.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Anytime. I'll see you later, Lava. One thing I know for certain is this audience, all of you listening, you guys just cannot get enough of these celebrity interviews that I do. Listen, I'm already doing six shows a week, guys. I can't do any more, but I have the answer for you. Your prayers have been answered. There is a podcast called The Envelope. And it's also, guess what? A celebrity-based podcast. It's from the LA Times. That's right. The hosts, Yvonne and Mark, they're actually LA Times entertainment reporters. They're way more professional than I am. And they interview people during various award seasons in Hollywood. Now, let me skip through all of that and tell you about their guests. I'm I have green with envy. They have interviewed Jane. Fonda and Lily Tomlin, Grace and Frankie, hello. Jennifer Coolidge. Oh my God. Jessica Biel. I mean, the things that I would ask Jessica Biel about Justin Timberlake, I can't even imagine. David Harbour from Stranger Things. The first six episodes are available to binge right now. That's right, right now. Because later in July, more episodes are coming out. So you have to binge the first six right now. Listen, you can download and listen to all these episodes of The Envelope wherever you get your podcast. Again, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. Jessica, Jessica Biel, Jennifer Coolidge, you will not be disappointed. The envelope, listen now, everywhere you get your podcast. I am obsessed. You guys know I work from home. And because of that, I travel a lot and I'm never in one place for very long. And that's why when it came to my mental health, the only option I could see was Talkspace. Talkspace is kind of like having a therapist in your pocket. I personally, and you too can reach out to your therapist or psychiatrist anytime, from anywhere. And it just makes taking care of mental health so easy. When I'm away and I need to talk to my therapist, I just send a message from wherever, you know, I can work through things. It's so easy. You can sign up online and basically start therapy the same day you sign up. You can text video or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's just easy. It's convenient. It's literally like you don't have to leave your home. And it's also, I mean, this is the greatest part, I think. Well, one of the greatest parts, it's affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages 24 seven. They'll engage with you literally, you know, any day. So listen, as a listener of this podcast, you get a hundred dollars off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code velvet to get $100 off of your first month and show your support for the show, right? That's nice. That's velvet and Talkspace.com hey everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope for another wonderful episode and we have a very special guest here today all the way from la not from south carolina the one and only landon clements from southern charm how are you
0: great hi david thank you so much for having me on um this is really fun
1: Isn't this you know what everyone this week and last week is like this has been the highlight of my day like these (laughs) things these things are the highlight of my day now too.
0: Well, you know, I mean, it's. I'm a very social person, so this is sort of killing me.
1: (laughs) I am just as social as you, and this is, it's not
0: fun, is it? No, I actually, like, had a little bit of a tantrum over the weekend. On, On Monday, they I've been, like, hiking every day, so on Monday, they closed all the parks, so we can't even, like, they even took the hiking and the beaches and everything away, so I'm just like, I had a little moment last night, but I'm doing better now. I listen, I get it. I
1: had a moment on Sunday where this is my new thing. I'm going to take it one week at a time because Sunday night I started with some big picture thoughts (laughs) and they just weren't they they weren't good. I'm like, what if this happens? And I'm just like, I got to and then when you talk to certain friends, you're like, they don't help. They don't help. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're like, actually, I'm keeping it together pretty well. You guys are really freaking out.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, I we, you, well, what happened to me on Sunday night is I was thinking some things. And then this friend of mine texted me and thought the same things. And I'm like, okay, now I'm freaked out. Yeah. The fact that we're both like saying like, what if, yeah. and we're looking forward. I'm like, this is not good.
0: Yeah. But are yeah. you in New York? Are you still in the city?
1: Yeah. So I stayed here. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people left. Like, I know all this stuff like New York is under attack, but in a way there's nobody here. Like, I understand why yeah. it's so bad in New York, just because there's so many people everywhere. It's I, sort of
0: like L.A. too. I... I... Drove into Beverly Hills yesterday because I had to do some like paperwork stuff. But anyways, um, it took me about 25 minutes and normally it takes me 45. And I was like, well, this isn't so bad. Like that's a small upside. People really are staying home. So, you know, that's good. Just heeding
1: the advice. They are staying home. Like, do you do you live by yourself out there? Cause I live by myself, which is Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm actually up in Santa Barbara. I'm at a friend's house now just because I didn't want to be like so alone. And I get it. my other friends, they um I've been living with a girlfriend I grew up with in Atlanta. So she went like home home. She's like, I'm out of here. I don't want to be like trapped for months on end. And I was like, I get it. So, I get it. I was it. I,
1: <laughs> I was gonna do that, but then I don't know. It's like then in a way I'm like, I want all my stuff and I need all my stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm the same way. I'm like, well, I've got to keep like still working and functioning and just, I'm not ready to like shut it down. But I did also have a little moment. Like I'm probably not going to get to go to Charleston for Easter. You know, like I was supposed to get on a flight today and go to Maui. It's one of my really good friends. she got, engaged so we were all meeting out there this weekend for her little bachelorette last week i was supposed to be at south by southwest film festival we uh first film that i've worked on the production side of we got into south by southwest we were so stoked and then you know oh wow pulled the plug on that one so it's been sort of like i had this like great expectations for march and all these plans and it's like you're not going anywhere
1: (laughs) i get i had to cancel so many freaking things like that's the thing like Then I go to that and I'm like, oh, my God, like my friends were getting married at the end of March. We were all going away in June. And like last night I spoke to them and they're like, you know, we're canceling our wedding.
0: Yeah. And I'm
1: like, yeah, I guess. And then I'm like, well, we can still maybe go away in June. And they're like, if we're not getting married, we're not going away in June. So that's canceled.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I think like once this is all over, then it's like the fallout of like, oh, my God, like. Now I'm upset about all these other things, but right now I just want to get out of the house.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to keep like snacks supply. (laughs) Seriously. No. Well, I've been like, I mean, I had to go to the
1: grocery store yesterday. So then I had to freak out when I was there too. I'm like, oh my God. I'm
0: like stripping at the front door, getting straight in the shower, like burn these clothes. (laughs) Well,
1: and did I see you have gloves on? Like, didn't I see you have gloves (laughs) on? No, not right now, but I
0: have. I'm at least
1: at like. That's really good. I mean, like when I'm home, I'm not wearing gloves. So that's really good. I think I'm like, I think I'm doing 90% of what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that's good. it's hard. But I'm glad you took the time. Thanks. I mean, th- I think this is a good time to chat, right? Because here we are, we're home. Yeah. So all right, so we have a lot to get into. So I figured we'll start with tell me about you. Like I want to hear I always like to start with like, where are you from where
0: did you grow up well I grew up on a little island called St. Simons and it's uh, just below Hilton Head like where Shep's from and so there's a little chain of islands basically from Charleston all the way down to um basically the top of Florida and they call it the Golden Isles and I wow. grew up on a little island um called St. Simons um and then went to like Uh, elementary school and all of that in Atlanta, and then went to the College of Charleston. So that's how I sort of ended up in Charleston, moved there when I was 18 and, you know, have never really left. (laughs) So um, it's great. Both of my sisters live there now. My parents got a little townhouse there. um, And so they're still back and forth to Atlanta. And then my dad also grew up on the island. So um, a lot lot of family.
1: (laughs) You're from that area. So were you in L.A.? like when the show was first being cast.
0: Yeah. And I've actually known Whitney from out in LA. So he went to a boarding school in England with my, um, like ex-husband's best friend. I mean, it's so, (laughs) so we've, they've all known each other for forever. And then I've known Whitney for probably, gosh, over 15 years. Um, and then like Shep went to the university of Georgia. My sister was there. So I've known him since 18 or so. And, um, but yeah. So when I, I was actually living in Aspen when the first season came out and I, you know, i heard that they were filming and it was like, oh, great. So fun. And and then, um, you know, we always kind of it was sort of just like a joke. And then Bravo bought it. <laughs> and that was so very exciting. And uh, they did the first season. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Southern Gentlemen and it was just the guys. Um, but so I think sad. there had never really been a show with like all male cast like that. So then they added in Cameron who is awesome and had had kind of experience in that world. Um she had actually been on the real world. Yeah. <laughs> and, um Whitney's mother Patricia who is obviously amazing and um you know, then they w- they were off. <laughs> and so did they come
1: up with it? So, like, did Whitney, was it yeah. his show? And he's, like, let me shop this around?
0: Well, I just, Charleston is such a, like, cool, magical place. And, yeah. And, you know, forever. I mean, who doesn't say, like, we should have our own reality show? Yes. <laughs> but then it really happened. So um, it, it's just, it's been such a wild ride and so much fun. And we're just, like, always prepared that, like, okay, this will be the last one. This will be the last one. And then it's, like, no, another and another. And. Um. Even though I'm not on it anymore, I know that they were getting ready to do another season, and then you know the production on like everything has come to shut a screech. They actually a lot of stuff is produced in Charleston now. Um, like I don't know if you saw The Righteous Gemstones or Vice Principals or any of those things that Danny McBride and his whole crew does, but a lot of that's right. done in Charleston. All those productions are shut down. Uh, a lot of movies and. So everyone's just sort of, it's, I was talking actually to Bravo yesterday, just, they were giving, like, checking in on how everyone is, and we were talking about how, you know, a lot of productions haven't had a break like this, but we have hurricane season, so we're like, oh, this is just oh. kind of another, you know, we've had to stop production before because of uh, hurricane season. And oh, really? Wow. Just well, Charleston, once they declare it, like, a state of emergency, then they can't have productions insured, and it's a whole big thing, so... They're kind of in that same limbo right now, I suppose, but... So Bravo reached out to you. I mean, that's nice. Yeah, well, um, you know, they still do the little Daily Dish, which is their, like, online content thing, so just, um, they also were interested in, you know, how everyone's still functioning and now that, you know, I'm in real estate, so doing the virtual tours and just kind of talking about how everyone's going to adjust to life with Corona. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is really not the funnest. So, no,
0: But so. it's so important to stay home and keep everybody safe. My grandmother's 93. She's in quarantine. Uh, my dad was actually supposed to have a little surgery. He's not able to do that until, you know, further notice. So it does. It affects a lot of people. And then, you know, I've got a lot of girlfriends that are having babies or have young kids. And it's just... You know, that panic and fear is real. And there's not much you can do besides stay home to protect everyone. And the homeschooling. Because I have a lot of friends with kids, too. Like, they're just like,
1: this homeschooling is just not working for us. They're like, what is going on? (laughs) I'm like, well, I don't
0: have kids, so I can't really relate. Like, growing up on the island, a lot of friends kind of were homeschooled. So it's, you know. Oh, wow. uh, I think in the city, it's a lot harder. But if you can, like, get outside. And I saw a funny little meme the other day. And it was like you know, life before Corona is a family like all on the sofa on their phones. And then it's like life after and they're all like out at the park and riding bikes and like that's doing normal things, which, so that's kind of a weird good outcome from all of this is just, you know, when else is, does the world stop? I feel like life happens so fast and to totally. get to take a minute to, you know, I don't know. I've been gardening and cooking and like reading books and uh, trying to work on my websites and, you know, just learning new skills, honing old
1: ones. (laughs) My house has never been. That's the one thing about being home. Like, I have cleaned out my junk drawer. I've rearranged. I'm like, I am so organized.
0: Spring cleaning to the max.
1: (laughs) Seriously. I'm like, this is stuff I should have done like five years ago. Mm -hmm. That I'm like, who who has time to. I'm never home. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, it is. So I want to tell you guys about our new sponsor who, I mean, they're paying me. So I really have no choice, but to tell you guys about them, right? Listen, they're called the Commercial Break Comedy Podcast. This podcast is about two best friends, Brian and Chrissy, and they get in the studio and they take a break from this very serious world. And the thing is they share stories about their own lives, things that like you may not really care about. They give horrible life advice and they just discuss the most absurd things that you probably don't give an F about. They talk about had attorneys, ghost hunters. They talk about all this crap and I'm just like, who cares? But you know what? Joke's on me because the commercial break is consistently ranked in Apple's top 100 comedy podcasts and a top 10 Apple improv comedy podcast. You know how hard that is, guys? Trust me, I know. They also have a 4.9 star rating on Apple, which I'm completely jealous of that. And they're Chartable's number one trending podcast globally three times in the past year. The Commercial Break has new episodes each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on all podcast players, and full episodes and daily clips available on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash break Or you can visit tcbpodcast.com for more info. That's T as in Tom, C as in cat, B as in butter, podcast.com. So when you have a chance, listen, take a listen to our new paid friends on the commercial break, anywhere you like to listen to your podcast, or visit tcbpodcast.com so okay so when the show first came out like and you weren't on it that first season were you like oh my god like this is hilarious
0: like my friend Whitney my friend Shep like oh (laughs) god, totally I mean Thomas is you know pretty well known and um before all of that anyways and so yeah it was just really fun wild experience and then you know another season and another one and another uh should be filming season seven. I'm sure that they'll get back to it and it'll be great. And, you know, this is, that's what's fun about reality television. This will somehow be like woven into the story of it. Right. And, um, you know, it's real life and it's just... It is.
1: <laughs> and then how did you get involved in season too like you just um, were coming home like i know yeah, there was actually
0: easter it was this sort of time of year and i um colorado the mountain had closed and so i usually go went home for easter and then um they were casting to do another show and they wanted to kind of have more girls on there or more people that were really like from there and really knew them and all of that so um at first, I, I you know, was like, no way. <laughs> this is not for me. I would never really? be so uncomfortable. Like, definitely not. And, um, but then it just felt so natural. Like, Whitney and Shep and I filmed just kind of like a, sort of a test scene, I guess. And they came over to my sister's house. Um, her name's Powell, but we all call her Bam. So they came over to her house and a bunch of my stuff from california had arrived so we were like unpacking all of these boxes and stuff and it did it just felt really natural and like there's no camera there you're just with your friends and catching up and so then they saw that and um they were like you guys really are friends (laughs) this is a pretty natural relationship so we um you know i wasn't really supposed to be like a full cast member like on it so um here comes my friend's little daughter (laughs) You're like like hey. hide in the little guest room. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Say hi? She's
1: Uh-oh. cute. just dropped my little ear pods. Oh, well. At least you look like you're somewhere where there's a lot of space.
0: Yeah, that's why I came here. My place in Santa Barbara is like a teeny little Daddy. studio.
1: <laughs> Daddy. No. She's cute.
0: Um. So, yeah, this is real life. Daddy. No, I mean, I love it. I love it. At least you have people around you. Well, that's the thing. I didn't. I, you know, was like, oh, this will blow over in a week, and now here we are, two weeks, and like, I pretty much flights are canceled. Don't think I'll be getting back Whoa. to Charleston anytime Yay. soon. Um, I've just I think think been there like a month ago, so. Um, but you know, I like I said, I got really upset about you know thinking about Easter on Monday. It's like I'm not going to get to go home. I know that's. I'm not happy. Well, I mean, yesterday on the news, there was something
1: about, like, we're all going to be out by Easter. And I'm like, that seems really aggressive
0: yeah.
2: to me.
1: Yeah. Like, as much as I want to go outside, I'm like, let's just solve this. Yeah, just, like,
0: we're already this far through it. Just yeah. wait until it's done. I, mean,
1: I, I, like, can't start over if we're, like, out about. <laughs> It's not going to be good. Well, I was going to say, like, to your point of, like, the first season you were on, you really did manage to stay out of the drama for the most part. Like you're a very nice
0: person by nature. I mean, I love, you know, sailing and surfing and kind of fishing and hanging out with my friends and like bonfires on the beach and just like taking it easy. But, you know, life is not always. (laughs) It's well. And then the end of the first season,
1: then you had a minute of drama with Catherine. So talk to us about Catherine. I'm sure people want to talk to you about that.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that stuff is all kind of kind of crazy. But I think, you know, she's grown up a lot. I certainly have. I haven't seen her in a couple of years. Um, you know, I know her mom recently passed away and sort of oh. reached out some condolences. And that's, again, it gets back to, like, reality. And that's real stuff. And these are real emotions that you feel so whenever someone's like oh it's you know fake or scripted or whatever and it's just it's not it's you know how you are when you get frustrated and lash out and then imagine someone has recorded every one of your like <laughs> lashing out completely <laughs>
1: so, oh please if like i was on a reality <laughs> show i would have so much stuff that i would look back at and be like oh my god i was a uh, I i went crazy yeah of course
0: um, but it does, it, it's, um, you see, you, you see yourself very clearly through the lens of a camera and
1: totally. you know,
0: things that you won't tolerate and what you will tolerate. And, you know, I had, I had never met Catherine before filming. I mean, when I met her, we were filming. So, um, that alone, you just like, you're on like high alert, like, you know, I don't, it's like all your senses are going <laughs> and you get into right. these situations and, You know, I didn't know her history with the guys and whatever. And I just, you know, and then on the first season or second season, whatever it was, um, you know, my sister, Bam, again, we, you know, she came down to Jekyll Island with us. We took everybody down there and we, that was going to be our, like, you know, we'll be friends with Catherine and she can come home. And then that's, you know, there was one set of charges against Thomas. She was like, freaked out on Whitney and my sister is like super chill and she was just like what is going on and
1: right she's I like I
0: don't really know and like my dad was there it was just like a lot so that I was like not that. um uh off on the right foot so to speak <laughs> and then what about tell us about Thomas Well, I mean, Thomas, I've sort of known through like horseback riding and I uh, trained polo horses when I was in college, just sort of like a little, you know, school job. I was a golf, I was a cart girl at Patriots playing golf course. And one of the the golfers there, his wife uh, trained horses and played polo and they had a little boy. So sometimes I would nanny for them and then would, um, you know, help with the horses too. So I kind of, you know, met Thomas through that way. And and then, right after when I finished school, though, I moved out to LA. So um, I'd been up here for about six or seven years before I went back and started doing the show. So, um, but yeah, you know, we, we were all friends. And I just, um, I think I underestimated that like everyone would be like chill and friends and not, you know, there was. Know.
1: And you guys were just friends.
0: Oh, Thomas and I, yeah, we yeah. all. Just been friends, nothing more. I mean, even on the last reunion that I was on, you know, Catherine even admitted that she doesn't think Thomas and I ever were anything more than friends. Which it was like, ah, thank you, finally. <laughs> right? You're like, finally, yeah. <laughs> and
1: then what about Chef and this all? Well, I love you.
0: Well, I mean, I do love Chef. I mean, not so much in that way anymore. But I had just moved back to Charleston. I hadn't been dating anyone. I you know, we have a very small little group of friends. And um, it was it was sort of like, well, it's just us. <laughs> and um, You know, luckily, a lot of people moved to Charleston all the time. And that's how, you know, like Austin got sort of wrangled into all of this. He had been there, but, you know, was still sort of new to Charleston. And, um, you know, it just it, it does our little friend group keeps growing. So I'm glad that Shep and I never really like cross those lines, because we're still really good friends to this day it's easier that way it's so much easier
1: (laughs) and what about so you've always been this entrepreneur we saw on the show you had a lot of different things coming going on so and your father your father's in real estate
0: Mm -hmm. he is he uh was like a commercial real estate developer and uh, he also developed a lot of um like subdivisions and houses and stuff like that and so my mom would do some of the interior design. My dad's mom, my grandmother, was even involved. She was one of the first women in Georgia to ever have a real estate license. So that's a pretty cool thing. And wow, um, you know, so I just sort of grew up on a construction site. Um, and then when I was at college of Charleston, I majored in historic preservation of architecture. So our classrooms were like all these cool old crumbling buildings, and you could see the like layers coming off of the walls. Whether it was you know different plasters or wallpapers and so you could just see the history just sort of wrapped in it um and then I studied abroad in Italy and went to school in Florence and um that was amazing it's been really hard watching um you know Italy just being destroyed with all of this so crazy uh, you know that's a place that I love very dearly I was just there again last summer and um some other good friends of ours in Charleston they got married so I was over there for a couple weeks and it's just uh so much love for Italy. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But, but yeah, so then I got my real estate license and that's what I, I've been working on. Um, I know on the show they saw me working on, you know, my travel website and that's something I still love to do and I'm passionate about. I, you know, I haven't been writing about it as much, but I definitely still post from my travels and little adventures and love doing that. Um, you know, one of the big things that kind of happened with my blog, which we never really discussed or talked about, was I was working with Vox Media, and they have Eater and Curbed and yeah. Lockhart and Steel And so during that whole Me Too movement, he had, I guess, had some sort of misconduct. And that was kind of my, like, guide through this whole sort of uh, tech world at the time. So after that, I was like, I just, you know, can't really you know it was just it was crazy times you know during that same time that's when Shep had his dating show uh relationship so it's like during the Me Too movement is not like the the best time to have a reality dating show so I mean we all felt the sort of ripple from that um
1: which you know because at Vox Media someone who was your mentor was involved in like a Me Too yeah I mean it just
0: kind of just you know it puts it in perspective you know and that was another thing that made me kind of want to like take a step back from the show and like you know stuff got like too real there's like lawsuits and uh, just all kinds of crazy stuff and um you know I didn't always feel comfortable sharing all of my personal life like I said I wasn't really dating anyone and then it's you know you've always got to have this sort of drama which people love and it's this kind of great soap opera and this southern saga (laughs) Um, but at the same time, I just sort of, I just, there were so many things going on and I, uh, I, after we finished, I guess season five or season four, um, I, I just moved out to Malibu and... I've been out here really ever since and have been super happy. Got my real estate license reenacted and um have just been selling property since um then. Still doing a lot of interior design work as well, which is one of my favorite, favorite things to do. <laughs> so you're full time in Malibu, but you you obviously go home
1: for the holidays. Yeah, yeah.
0: I so I go home every few months or so. Um
1: and your family's all back home still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, I mean, that's obviously, yeah. Not going home for Easter is not fun. Yeah. So how do you like real estate out there? Do you I you Malibu that. or you do Malibu and L.A.?
0: Um, yeah, all, well, my license is for all of California, so I've had the stains up in Napa, I've had stuff in Santa Barbara, Malibu, um, done a bunch up, I, I used to live in Laurel Canyon, so did a bunch up in, like, the Hollywood Hills area. Um, I know you asked about my little stint on the hills as well. And- oh, I was, I was trying to, like, <laughs> give
1: you the real estate platform because that's what you do now, but can we talk about the hills for a minute?
0: Yeah. We're
1: gonna talk about it sooner or later. Now I <laughs> listen, I <As> a segue. <laughs> I mean, yes, because I was gonna come back to it, but we might as well I mean, there's a lot of things I like to talk to you about, but yeah. yes, the Hills is one of the classic, classic yeah. reality shows. You know, they're
0: back. They I think they were getting ready to do a season two also there. Yeah. yeah postponed hiatus whatever.
1: although i'm so upset misha barton is fired and that is i definitely- know
0: but you're gonna love caroline she is like true blue la her family you know they're malibu as well and you know she grew up with like paris hilton and everyone and so she's just that sounds amazing she's adorable and so cool and uh, her family has like a this little pizza place in malibu they've got a bunch of them now but um so yeah, now she's got her little pasta sauce and you know she'll do really well and be so fun. And, you know, she legit like grew up with Brody and all of them. So it's not like a forced thing, which right. is exactly how it was with Southern Charm. Like it's just a natural, like these are your friends for real. So it makes it really easy. Well, those are the reality shows I think that like
1: do the best, you know, like Vanderpump Rules. Like they really yeah. all like when you, I think when it's forced, I mean, that was the thing. Like, yes, Misha was kind of awkward on the hills because she's not really well, I, mean, I loved her the OC was love like, oh my since God. I
0: wanted to move to California
1: <laughs> I loved her I mean I I loved every scene she was in I thought she was great but you know you're like okay there's no real natural chemistry here because this is probably stunt casting well
0: and you know what you get I could I don't know Misha I don't know you know but you could see that she was being guarded you know you got to that's the one thing with the reality TV. You don't have any choice. You have to be just a complete open book and then they get to kind of pick and choose what they think is interesting about you. So totally. that's kind of the, the hard part. The only way you can really edit yourself is, um, by editing yourself. And I think maybe she edited herself too much, like was too closed off. And I, I, you know, I, Just judging from her (laughs) Instagrams, she doesn't seem very happy. About Caroline being on the show or taking her place, or does she know Caroline? Or I I don't don't think so. But she, you know, posted. I guess Us Weekly did a article saying that Caroline was on the cast, and and then she posted something saying like these are lies, and like they weren't lies. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not on the production. I'm not on the show anymore. I have no idea what's going on. But it's just, just from the like shade thrown on Instagram. I saw that. Yeah, so I'm like, whoa, shots.
1: Seriously. So wait, so you are going to be, how are you almost on the hills though? Like let's back it up. Like I it, was it wasn't for Laguna real Beach. Developer. Yeah.
0: I was looking for a real estate developer, uh, Sam Nazarian. They have SBE entertainment. So they own like the SLS hotels. I don't know if you, or they yeah. did now they've sold them, but that's a whole long other story. But so yeah, this is back in 2003 maybe 2006 um and i was working for philippe stark so he, oh. he yeah i'm um, did like the delano i'm mean, going the sls and everything as well and so i was working for him and his contract was everything that was developed um philippe stark developments in north america went through sam Nazarian. and so i was working for him at the time and we were designing and building a bunch of nightclubs and restaurants and the hotels of course and then um brought in brent Bolthouse because he was like the club king knew everybody you know if you wanted the celebs at your place he was like the go-to guy so then he partnered with Sam, and then I kind of started working for Brent Bullhouse because I knew all the venues and how everything kind of operated and was sort of a liaison between SB and them, and, um, and they were obviously filming Brent for the show. So that's kind of how I was, like, wrangled in <laughs> a little bit. Interesting.
1: And, like, did you know, like, did you hang out with any of them, like Heidi? I mean, yeah, I know it's Heidi not...
0: So, um, keep in touch. She actually, they lived in Carpinteria, which is a little beach town right before Santa Barbara. Um, that's where they, you know, were, I think they were there for six or seven years. I ran into them out there this summer and, um, you know, I, we, you know say hi on instagrams and things and i uh, love the Pratt daddy crystals i think it's so great <laughs> Pratt daddy crystals are everything They're it's everything. so fun i'm really like legit like believe it. i'm like i've got my little earring
1: crystals oh, no. No, i'm like obsessed with spencer and i'm obsessed with Pratt daddy crystals you yeah. have no idea spencer, right it's
0: so like, i met spencer just friends of friends uh nick montalegro who's on the show a little bit he also worked uh at sbe and still does sometimes they so was one of the club promoters, but he and like Frankie Delgado and all of those guys were all good friends and and then they started filming the hills and it just you know it took off I don't think same sort of with Southern charm. I don't think anyone was really expecting that, but it was just it was mega. <laughs>
1: So were you going to be a cast member? Like, were you thinking no, about it? or that, no, okay. I okay?
0: was. And then I was like, I'm a little bit, like, I'm two or three years older than Heidi. So, you know, I, they were all still in college. I was out of college and I was like, taking myself very seriously. I was like, I need to be professional. And like, I shouldn't be on MTV. <laughs> like, my mom is like, don't be on television. <laughs> You're so
1: good. I would have been like, sign me up and sign me up for Southern Charms. I'm moving home <laughs> tomorrow. See, this is why you end up on TV because like you in a way don't care. And that's, those are the people that I think do the best on TV. <laughs> You're just like living your life, but that's amazing. So yeah. Heidi's, is, is Heidi the main person you knew from the show?
0: Well, I only met her, you know, during the show, but right, like through stayed in touch. she was from, she is from Colorado. So we kind of like bonded over that. I had lived in Telluride and, um, you know, we just were um just just friends. She, you know, was a cool, sweet girl. <laughs> it's such a good show. E- even the second incarnation,
1: the last it was good. Yeah. It was good.
0: Yeah, even even with Lauren Conrad, um, my actually she's a real estate agent with me still at Ingle and Volkers. Um, Jana was Lauren's real estate agent. And the yeah. house that they lived in where Adrina was in the guest house, like Jana sold her that house. So we you know, in a weird roundabout way helped get them that property and that's who they ended up filming the show and it's just, you know, all these little... You know, Hollywood is a pretty small town once you kind of break totally. it down. It's the same as New York. You know, like a handful totally. of people and you can kind of get a hold of everyone. <laughs> totally. People are like, how do you know the New York housewives? I'm like, it's New York. Like, it's yeah, not... like go outside, but not yeah. in New York. <laughs>
1: it's, Right. It's not that big a place. You just go to like a few key places and it's like a small circle. Yeah. So you went, so you're in LA, you're in real estate now. So how has... I mean, like, forget corona for a minute, like pre-corona. I mean, has the market changed there the same way it's changed in New York? Like,
0: Yeah, I mean, the market has been really strong, and it it was really strong. And I think after this, it's going to come back really strong. I think people are just kind of waiting to see that everyone's like, oh, so excited the interest rates are dropping. And then so many people went to apply for loans or to get them that the interest rates, it dropped down to 2.5. And then just this week popped back up to 4.5. So it's like all these people thought they were like, you know, getting essentially really cheap money on their loans. And then like, that's not the case. And we had a bunch of properties um, last week and early this week fall out of escrow, Um But I think for the most part, I think like investors are waiting to see for the bottom to really come out. And then they're obviously going to start buying up a bunch of stuff. Um, Unfortunately, with people, you know, losing jobs and this, that and the other, some people might be forced to sell and... I think we won't see as bad of a repeat as in 08, but it's definitely going to be a rocky year. And especially in L.A., you know, all of the real estate really picks up in the spring. Like the winter months are kind of dead for us because if it's not like 75 and sunny, nobody knows how to act here. (laughs) Um, So, you know, April, May, June have always been kind of biggest months in real estate. I mean, for me and for everyone. So, Um, it's going to be tricky to see how everyone fares this. I mean, Compass laid off 600 people this week. I don't know if you read that or saw that. They laid off 400 people last week and 200 people just yesterday. So, um, you know, I'm not on a salary. I'm just a commissioned, you know, um, agent. So I'm just on commissions. Uh, I'm lucky because of Southern Charm that I have, uh, alternative sources of income. I, you know, uh, do a lot of stuff with, you know, Instagram and posting and, um, but you know, all of that, like the companies aren't going to be hiring us to market things if their businesses are going under, you know, um, a lot of clothing designer, everyone's just sort of holding on to their cash because nobody knows what's going to happen or how long this is going to be. So, you know, I've got a lot of friends in the retail world and, you know, April 1st is coming up. Everybody's got to pay rent and it's, um, you know, like I said, April, May is really going to start by June. You know, we're going to see a lot of people going out of business. I think so. And I mean, cause you know, like in New York, the market had changed a lot this
1: year yeah. in the sense that it really is a buyer's market, like pre Corona, Yeah, you know, I mean, well, certainly now that the stock, I mean. Well,
0: and we were talking about this today too. Actually, the market had become, the market got so good sort of last summer and the summer before that then the prices were all like, there was like $50 million houses selling and everyone's like, that house is not worth $50 million. So I think what really is going to happen is it's going to be a reality check of prices. So, you know, $50 million houses were selling, but then they had to start selling them at 25. So like the house used to come with like, Warhols and a Bugatti and all of this and it's like now you don't get any of the art or the cars or anything. We're just trying to sell it as is to move the inventory. So um, I think people got a little too comfortable with how freely the money was flowing. Um, And now they kind of get realistic but then again it's going to be a buyer's market. You know I was doing these virtual tours. I went out, uh, we have a listing in Malibu right now and then another listing in the Valley and um, we were going to go do a virtual tour from there and we, um, it was like, that's when Gavin Newsom had just, um, done the order where like, we are really supposed to stay home. So I was a, like, I'm just such a dork naturally. I was like, are we going to get in trouble if we go and do the like virtual tour even? Cause it would have been more than three of us in the property. And, um, but anyway, so what the agent ended up doing was putting it on a lockbox. Uh, an agent came over there with the clients and that house ended up going into escrow and it's because it was priced right. You know, it wasn't some a million dollars over what it should be. It was priced exactly right. And they actually ended up selling it for um, $20,000 over the asking price because it went into multiple offers. So I feel like if you, again, it's all this sort of realistic, then the market's going to be just fine. You know, um, but a lot of you know like i said i designed n- restaurants and nightclubs i mean that industry is just getting hammered it um, is and i don't know how a lot of them will will hold on not it's to think you know the developers but you know you've got the bar backs the security guys the, the girls and guys waiting tables the bartenders it's not just the big guys that own the land it's every single person you know totally. i watched the gang last night um with uh, Wolfgang Puck and Thomas Keller. And, you know, I mean, they're, it, I think it's like the largest industry of employers almost is the, you know, hospitality. So that's obviously getting hit really hard right now. That's the thing. I mean, like you would start to think, I
1: mean, at least in New York, I think a lot of restaurants are going to start closing down and, you know, like if this lasts for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's what I'm saying. Like once the, all the rents are due, that's going to be the real, I think so. And, and then how do
1: you think, so how do you plan to do business with Corona? It's just going to be a lot of like, I mean, you did some virtual tours I saw on yeah. your Instagram. Um,
0: you know, we're doing that. Our I work with England Volkers, our main companies over in Germany. So our head office is in Hamburg. And then, you know, our biggest um, markets are Italy, France, and Spain. And they're obviously just getting destroyed right now. So even on our you know, way up corporate level from Germany, they're gonna start focusing more attention on the Americas, because we're North America and South America. Um and you know, it, and that made me feel good that like, well at least our economy is kind of hanging in there if they're gonna start pulling resources from marketing and other areas and start marketing here more in America because the money is still flowing. That's good. And then, you know, just because this is where my mind goes, do you
1: ever get someone that wants to see a house or one of your listings just because you're on Southern Charm? And, yeah, like
0: not- and I actually don't go to showings or anything by myself anymore because it did get, so there were some weird things, <laughs> you know, really? you're, like, like, like you're what like alone in a house with a stranger. It's, it can, it's, I have felt uncomfortable quite a few times. So now I'm just always make sure somebody's there, even if it's like, the gardener, just somebody, you know, so I'm not totally, you know, and there's actually, there's been stories here in LA where people have been doing open houses and have been like locked up in closets. And then, you know, luckily they just like stole a purse or a car or something and didn't harm the person. But still like, I would be so traumatized. I'm not, you know, I yeah. like in the city, but I'm still very much a country girl and don't,
1: That's a a little... And to get, like, fan people that are like, okay, thanks for the house,
0: but I'd like a picture with you. Yeah. Well, not so much, because we do pretty good screening to make sure that they're, like, financially able to... That's good. I actually fangirled out recently. I was at... um, uh, open house in Montecito for a property and Lisa and Ken were there. And I was like, hi. And I was like, this wow. is so silly, but I'm on Southern Charm. And she was like, no way. I love Patricia. And I was like, oh, no. so it was like really cute that she, you know, sort of knew our show and we obviously knew hers and, so it's always fun to have a little crossover moment. But I was definitely not expecting to bump into her that day. I was like, abba, abba, abba. <laughs> hi.
1: What were they doing there? Were they, looking, they at were, to buy the house? looking at the property? Wow. Did you ask Lisa for a picture?
0: I did. It's on my Instagram. You can see it. I'm going to have
1: to go find. I looked at your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. last night. I'm, this is, I mean, that's <laughs> it was like a, a few weeks
0: ago. So it's pretty recent. She had one of the did, pups with her. It was cute. Lisa is, do you
1: watch any? Do, do you watch Bravo?
0: Um, I do. I watch our show. Um, I like Below Deck; is really fun. I Obviously, love all the million million dollar listing things. Um, and but yeah, definitely I watch all of it. I watched it before I was on it. I mean, who who doesn't? And I love Andy. I know he's um, been tested positive for Corona yeah. and he's laying low. And but I also think when people like him get it and they come up and they're like, hey, I'm okay, I think it actually does calm people down. Like, you know, Tom Hanks just came out, and, you know, everyone's like, Tom Hanks has it, and then, of course, Hollywood freaks out. They're like, is he here? And then they're like, no, he's in Australia, and everyone's like, okay, sure. (laughs) But he, you know, he's fine, so that helps, um, I think people feel better, that if Tom Hanks is doing okay, you know, but there's obviously cases where people are older, or have existing conditions, and you know, they won't do so well. You you need to watch,
1: um you need to watch Vanderpump Rules. Okay. And you need to watch Shaw's of Sunset. Those are my two I recommendations. I love
0: Shaw's. I ran into, is it Mercedes? <laughs> yeah. She's really great. I, I met her at an event and I met Stasi. She's actually come to Charleston. She's a pretty good oh, friend, yeah. Naomi and Danny. And um, I forget if they were there for a bachelorette party or what their whole... oh thing was, but, um, you know, it's always fun, the crossovers, and we love hosting people in Charleston, so... And it's Lisa fun. and Ken is a good siding, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. Um, now, speaking of million dollar listing, do you know any of you have done any deals with those boys and Tracy Tudor, like do I you have, know them?
0: I have met um Madison. um, he's not on anymore, but he's a Malibu guy. Yeah and, uh, I, is Chris Cortazzo on the show ever? I can't remember, but no, uh, but I know I, I know him because yeah, Anna he's a Dorothy. huge agent. And then, uh, I met Mauricio. He, he's great. Um, and, but yeah, everyone's going to just trying to figure out how to navigate this new market.
1: And Chris is really good friends with Shannon Doherty, who is,
0: yeah, F- I,
1: I know it's sad.
0: Um, like, yes, I
1: hope she's okay. yeah, I
0: know. I um not sure how she's doing right now, but Definitely. Neither. Again, another person that, you know, growing up in Georgia and seeing 90210, I mean, that was like California. And you're like, this is so cool. <laughs> and now you're living the life. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> not really. I'm not in the
1: 90210s, but. <laughs> no, but you're close. But Malibu is great. Yeah. Is that what I mean? So, I mean, I know you're all over. Do you, but I mean, do you do most of your deals in Malibu or really just it's all over? <laughs>
0: All over. I mean, in my, like, lifetime career, my, my biggest stuff has always been in the hills, so, like, more West Hollywood area. Um, but okay. definitely, definitely done a few things there. I'm really involved with um, a horse charity there in Malibu, up Corral Canyon, and we rescue wild mustangs and kind of give them a sanctuary to live out their days. So that's one of my favorite little um. I don't know
1: charities I guess (laughs) can you go still see your horses now or
0: yeah I go I go I was just out there a few days ago actually um just you know it's great thing about being with the horses that they have no idea that any of this is going on so that's a good thing everybody still needs to be fed and taken out and loved on and so it's kind of like therapy for me as well that's good Now, I have some
1: fun questions for you. Okay. I like the fun questions at the end. (laughs) So, well, okay, I guess you brought one up. So other than Lisa and Ken, like, is there anyone on Bravo that you would just fangirl out, you think, if you saw
0: you know I actually this is another fangirl out moment I I met Bethany Frankel at the Beverly Hills Hotel once and was like again like very nervous and was like hi um I'm on Bravo too (laughs) um and she was so cool and so nice and we chatted for a while and um we actually chatted a little bit here and there you know she is now doing another show um her sort of you know, uh, I guess you, you will end up getting to work for her. But again, another thing that's been put on hold. So I don't really know I what that looks like. But I'm excited to watch that for sure. I mean, It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Me too. Well, that's what I said. Well,
1: first of all, as soon as she got that deal with Mark Burnett, I'm like, yeah. I bet you there's going to be The Apprentice. Like, I mean, that's yeah. gonna be And I
0: think he, Mark Burnett, didn't he do Real World?
1: No, that was Bonham that's Murray.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Okay. Um great. But he does (laughs) Shark Tank and she was on Shark Tank. Shark
0: Tank. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Did Bethany know what Southern Charm was? She did and she was
0: like, Oh, that's cute. (laughs) You know how she is.
1: (laughs) Yes, I do know how Bethany is, but she's that's like a good one to fangirl over. (laughs) Lisa and Bethany, those are good ones. Yeah. Now Talk to me about Patricia. Like, how much, like, did you know Patricia really well? I mean, I'm obsessed with Patricia.
0: Yeah, I didn't know her that well before filming. I'd known Whitney for a long time. And um, he would sometimes be in Charleston when I was there, too. And so that was always kind of fun. He actually, you know, would bring a bunch of our L.A. friends out to Charleston. And they always had a great time because they are like, this place is so crazy.
1: Patricia's Um, caftans are everything.
0: I know. She made one for me that has my dog on it, my, my my dog passed away almost a year ago. It'll be a year in April, um, and so it's really special having that little caftan of Charlotte. I love it. That's. Did you ever have one of her her butler
1: fix you one of those martinis? They look so. Yeah.
0: Like, well, of course. Yeah. You, um, I, you know, I've had one of the martinis. He makes a really good old fashioned. Um, there's always lots of champagne on hand. So I, the first season I drank a lot when I was filming. And then once you see yourself drunk on TV, you're kind of like, that's enough. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. So I reigned in my alcohol consumption, um, uh, on the next seasons. Um, you, you never really seem so drunk. Mommy. You seem ah. pretty
1: level-headed. You never really seem so drunk to me. <laughs> not,
0: that, not that I know you. I guess you, I got just... a, a good edit, but there are definitely some slurred speech and <laughs>
1: slow reaction times. Did you ever feel any pressure like from producers like to drink
0: or cause drama? or well, No, I just feel the, pro- the pressure from myself to drink because you get so sort of... I get, I get nervous. I get the the anxiety going, and just wanted to have a drink.
1: <laughs> like, I get it, I get it. Do you keep in touch with anyone from like who do you? I mean, you do, but who do you keep in touch with the most? Like, are you still- um,
0: the most? I probably keep up with Chef. I mean, we have all the same friends. We're always at you know. Weddings and birthdays, and, you know, a lot of our friends are kind of in the music world, so we love going to concerts. And he obviously has a couple bars in Charleston, and so, I mean, you know, we're always in touch. And then he comes out here a lot, too, out to L.A. and stays at Whitney's house. And so we're kind of, you know, we're both back and forth a bunch. And um, But I obviously don't see them as much as I did when we were all filming together. And I do, I do miss it sometimes, but then it's also nice to just be, like having a life (laughs) to have some other things going on in the world
1: Mm -hmm. who who would you rather craig or austin
0: well uh you know they're both such sweet guys and neither one of them are like really my type there you know i really how Craig has sort of evolved and with his, his pillow business and he seems to be doing it, but you know, he's like, he's a little too pretty for me. And then really Austin uh, is like went to the university of Alabama uh, has his beer thing. And I'm not really like a big football beer guy. Either. <laughs> but huh. well, I, I would take either Craig. personally. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I would take Craig over Austin if I had to choose. Yeah. Just, I'm just, that's that's where I would go with that what about Thomas or Whitney
0: uh I think I'd have to go with Whitney you know he he can play the guitar definitely keep you entertained that means Patricia is my mother-in-law which would be amazing (laughs) and um that would be you
1: know and what is your so what is your relationship like now so with
0: Catherine like everything's fine no, I mean, I haven't talked to her or seen her in a very long time. I just never really know what to expect. But, you know, I know that her and Thomas have settled their arrangement with the kids. And hopefully that okay. has like, calmed a lot of things. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I would love the chance to reconnect. I just there hasn't really been the opportunity. I mean, you guys kind of ended on a relatively
1: OK note. yeah more or less well at least she like admitted that she understands that you probably never yeah
0: that meant kind of a lot to me because there was like a lot of lies going around and that was something that always really bothered me was all the i was like that's just not true that that's not true and i'm just sort of a not to be like self-righteous but i'm definitely a very honest and forthright and so when things are being told about you that just aren't true i'm like this is just being done to 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 hurt me or to cause like stories have been twisted to make me look a certain way. And it's just, that's not at all how anything happened. And also you weren't there, so you don't (laughs) know. Yeah, totally. So that I had issue with was all the sort of, you kind of just stepped
1: right into it, you know, like you were on the show and the next thing you know, yeah, Catherine's like here I come. Yeah. Now, what about going back to real estate, which is really—I mean—I'm obsessed with real estate. <laughs> if you—if you couldn't represent yourself, who, if you had to choose one of the million-dollar listing, past or present, L.A. Yeah, boys or
0: girls. Um, I really like Frederick. Um, I know he really? was out here in L.A. for a little bit, but I just think he has really, like. I not that he like came from nothing, but he has really like built himself up and made this whole situation. and especially as far as New York real estate goes, definitely Frederick in New York and probably Mauricio for l a really? Yeah.,
1: so have you ever met Kyle? Richard? Uh,
0: I haven't. I mean, I think we've been at the same events before, but we've never really um spoken or anything. Do you know Josh Altman? Um, we've crossed paths before, but I I couldn't say that I really know him. <laughs> do you do? I
1: mean, I've I've always had Nick's. I mean, I've had apartments in New York before that I've sold. Like, how do you feel about the big over-the-top Frederick and Ryan? And I guess Joshua, like the open houses. Like, do you really feel those are necessary?
0: Well, I think it's good for you as like branding yourself as an agent because you are kind of selling this lifestyle. And if you're selling a ten million dollar home, like yes, you should have a proper lunch service and you should have all of these things. But like as an agent starting out, you no one's expecting like caviar and you right. Know. <laughs> and like Ferraris in the
1: driveway and yeah. um, acrobats in the bedroom. But and,
0: like, I think it definitely that appeals to the buyers and you are for sure selling a lifestyle and that's one of the things that comes along with the sort of the Beverly Hills or the Manhattan thing, you know, and people that are buying $10 million properties, a lot of them, it's their second and third $10 million property. So yeah, they're going to have all the toys. They're going to have all the staff and they, they want to see what it functions um, at, at full speed ahead.
1: Would you ever go on million dollar listing? That really is oh, where yeah, I think for
0: sure. I don't you'd know if be perfect. I, would, I mean, I would definitely, you know, bring an agent to one of their lists. I mean, bring a client to one of their listings or whatnot, but I don't know if I would want to totally be an agent on the show because again, I've watched that and it gets a little bit catty. You know, the agents are really, you know, going after each other. I don't like the sort of talking behind each other's back and I would never talk behind my client's back or, try to I just that's just not my mo when it comes to business so I don't think that that would be a good fit for me but I'd love to do a like a this old house or some sort of uh construction like flip the property or something you know that's just so
1: nice you're so nice
0: well I I mean you've seen the show I'm not always so nice
1: no (laughs) but you're like pretty nice yeah (laughs) I think well, yeah, I mean, yeah, stuff like that. I've, I've always wondered, like, I mean, I think that's a question some of them were asked. Like, how do you, like, what happens after the show when it airs? And then, like, your clients see you t- talking about them. I don't know, it's just mm-hmm. weird. It's or, so like, weird. where the client's like, I would take the deal for this, and, like, they try to get more. It's just, it's weird. Like, there's, yeah. I've always thought about that.
0: Yeah.
1: Where so. someone's like, I want to sell it for makes the show way.
0: interesting. You want to see both sides of how this stuff is going down and how it's working. So, um. You know, that again, these shows have been on TV for a long time. People love it.
1: I love my reality TV. (laughs) Um, and so and listen, I've never I've always been like a New York or LA person, but I have to say, like, because of Southern Charm, I have this whole like I get it. I get it. I get the whole south and that whole lifestyle it's like it's very appealing
0: yeah you need to go down there it's beautiful once you know there's like it's really easy from new york there's direct flights uh, totally. i like to go out of LaGuardia. it's so easy instead of having to get all the way to jfk which is always a mess <laughs> could so, you
1: ever see yourself li- living in new york
0: uh probably not i i I would never be able to handle the winter. I spend a lot of time there. I like it, you know, in the fall for sort of fashion week. And we don't get much of a season in Charleston or in L.A. So I like to yeah. go have, like, a crisp autumn day in New York. I get it. I, I get love it, it, it at Christmas because everything's so decorated and all the lights. And then I love going out to, like – montauk or nantucket or you know out to the sort of beaches in the summer but um you know nbc that you know we were there at 30 rock so that was really yes. cool I got my first contract and it was like from 30 rock and i was like this is so new york and so and you cool.
1: got to come to new york and do press and watch it yeah. happen. oh so and-
0: neat um it's been really cool that people um they love the show and you know, they love Charleston and it's really neat to kind of get to be a part of Charleston's history in this really weird way.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Would you ever go back on the show? Like if you ever moved Oh
0: back yeah, home? for sure. I mean, I don't think, I wouldn't want to be like a main person, but you know, I would definitely, you know, there's always birthdays and parties. And if I'm ever in town, would be happy to show up at something. <laughs> That's good. And is there anything else you would like to say? I'm trying to think
1: if we've covered... I mean,
0: we've gotten it covered pretty well.
1: Everyone needs to call you for real estate.
0: Please. If they're moving (laughs) out. You're not ready to buy or sell and you just have questions and want advice. And, you know, it's, you know, they say it's one of the most difficult processes that you'll ever go through is buying a house. And it's a lot of scary stuff. And you're dealing with banks and, you know, then you've got inspections and you don't know what it is geotech report is and all of this stuff. So, you know, there's a lot, um, and I love kind of guiding people through the whole process and, um, it is, it can be really stressful and, you know, it's for a lot of people, it's the biggest investment they'll ever make in their lives and they're trusting you with a lot. So that's what I love about real estate the most. I love all the different construction and the properties, but I also really love working with the people and, you know, there's, it's kind of an amazing gift to be able to help somebody find their home. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's their dream home. Sometimes it's their first time buying something and it's just a little condo, but it doesn't matter. It's just a special to that person. Do you know what I love? So I I've always said this, if I ever
1: left New York, I would live New York style wherever I love like Sierra towers and like, yeah. I love, I love all I mean, I know that's not why most people Yeah, when people I first lived, to here, I
0: lived, uh, right at Doheny and Sunset, and was in oh, like wow. a little condo high rise, and you could like see out, and it, it was like... cool. But I, I just, um, and then I had like a yard and all of that, and it, I, I don't a doorman and to have to park, and you know, I, I didn't grow up in high rises, so right. I like you know a little house. Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, where can we all, wait, you know, before we leave, I need to take a picture of okay. you. Uh, this is what my life has come to now. Just so <laughs> it's you know, crazy.
0: Well, next time I'm in New York and all of that, we'll we need to have to drink together for real. Seriously.
1: <laughs> and I might be coming out there too and we can like eventually travel. And whoever's baby that is, has been very well behaved in the past. I know. Like, I'm sorry if I, you know, tell the, them, I'm sorry like, if I interrupted their homeschooling for the day. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the next time you come to New York, really, we'll do a drink.
0: Yes. I we really appreciate it. After quarantine.
1: <laughs> yes, or maybe I'll be there. And where can we all find you online?
0: Um, uh, my Instagram is a Landon Clements. My first name's Ansley, so that's the A. Um, I like that. And I haven't really, I mean, I have Twitter, but I'm not that active. But I guess now with this current Situation, I should probably get a little bit more active with it all, but I think it's okay.
1: all about Instagram. Personally.
0: Uh, yeah, my, I, you know, I, it's pretty easy to get a hold of me.
1: <laughs> Instagram is good. I'm like, I'm liking yeah. all of your horse stuff, <laughs> all of your real estate stuff. That's what I follow. Yeah,
0: it's 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 easy to you, you can just really just my name and put in real estate, and it all pops up. There's my email address right there.
1: <laughs> Seriously, so everyone follow Landon. Thank if you go out safe. to LA, this is who you want to call and really keep in touch. I really appreciate it. I'm yeah. sure you're swan.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, you guys have a great day and stay safe in New York.
1: You too. Stay safe. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Bye.
1: See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of behind the velvet rope, because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear,